Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Well, we have been talking for a few weeks about the mindset of faith. I hope and pray that these lessons have helped us to establish who God really is to us. Because I cannot serve God for you. And you cannot serve God for me. I can't have faith in God for you. And you can God for me. That's not how it works. We have to have our own faith, trust, belief in who he is. And I hope that we have a stubborn mindset of faith by the time we're finished with these lessons. I want to turn to Matthew 15, read verses 22 through 28. Matthew 15, 22 through 28. <clears throat> and behold, a woman from Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. Sometimes he does that. <laughs> and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, she was not of the house of Israel. <laughs> then she came and worshipped him. She just said, you know, forget it. I'm going to worship him anyway. I don't care what he says. And saying, Lord, help me. She was desperate. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and caps. And she said, That's the truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. She was willing to take anything she could get. She was desperate. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. She was willing to, to take whatever Jesus would give her, even if it was just a little crumb. That's how strong her faith was, how great her faith was. Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there, was unto him, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant, lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. 
For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. Wow, that's pretty impressive to make Jesus marvel. <laughs> he marveled and said un, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self-same hour. Two different people that just took Jesus back and like, wow, you have great faith. I think I'll just do it for you right now without even going and touching those people. <laughs> That's awesome. Matthew 9, 27 through 31 9 27 through 31 and when Jesus departed thence two blind men followed him crying and saying thou son of David have mercy on us and when he was come into the house the blind men came to him and Jesus saith unto them believe ye that I am able to do this they said unto him yea Lord then touched he their eyes saying according to your faith be it unto you and their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all the country. We're talking about having a mindset of faith. A faith in God, the God of these scriptures, that can do anything having having faith in God always moves him straight in our direction and toward our dilemma it was the faith of people that drew Jesus into their situation it didn't even matter to him if they went to a doctor beforehand if they went to a doctor for years like the lady with the issue of blood their faith in who he was moved through his compassionate heart straight into their situation and he healed them or he delivered them whatever the case may be the only time we even see him give a rebuke to his disciples is when their faith in him wasn't what it should have been they were with him. They saw the miracles every single day. Multiple miracles in a day's time. So Jesus got upset with them a couple of different times when they didn't have enough faith. And he said to them, Oh, ye of little faith. I want to ask us today, what miracles are we missing every day? in our life because our faith in him is so little 
what miraculous happenings are missing because our faith in him is not great like the woman but it's weak who is not being healed because their faith in God is not what it should be has he not shown himself to us in such a way that we should have 100% faith in him at all times we should <laughs> has he not proved himself as the song says or and or over and over and over and over and over and over again he has proved himself that he is someone we can put our faith in absolute faith without wavering he just doesn't ever fail I think it's time to change some things in our lives. I think it's time to live up to the title that we've placed on ourselves that we are faith-filled Christians. We need to let our faith in God rise to the occasion that is at hand. As God said to Abraham about Sarah's empty womb, is there anything too hard for our God? Is there anything too hard for our God? Is there any situation that's impossible for him to fix? I mean, just let your mind go into whatever. Is there anything impossible for him to fix? from the smallest need to the greatest need that seems so so out of reach so impossible i mean these people are never going to change have we said that we get what we say don't we or how about saying oh my goodness i don't see these people changing but i'm praying and they are going to change. God is going to give them a new heart. I'm not talking about handling things in the way or the manner that we have concluded that it should be handled. Oh my goodness, Titus. That's what I was like just repenting over. I mean, I had it all figured out. God, if you would just do this, this, this everything would work out. I just let go of that today. I'm like, whoa, I don't know anything. <laughs> but in his way and in his timing, I put my faith. I do believe it's time for a change in our spirits. It's time to let our faith in God soar. Take the limits off of him and believe him for situations that look impossible they look hopeless maybe situations that we just quit praying about because it just man it's just too much <laughs> this is even too much for God no no nothing is impossible for God is there anything too hard for our God if he can touch the womb of a 90 year old lady Lord please don't ever let that happen to me but if he can do that 
is there anything too hard for our God? Some of you remember Sister Jessica Marquez. She's been here to preach before. And she told the story of a lady that came up for prayer at, I think she was in, I don't know, East Jahanga. I don't know what country she was in. And this lady comes up for prayer. I want you to pray for me so I can have a baby. She's like, okay, I've seen God do this hundreds of times. So she said, okay, I'm going to pray for you. And the lady said, well, I just want to tell you one thing. I don't have a uterus. She's like, okay, <laughs> we're still going to pray. <laughs> um, she went back the next year to see this lady's baby. So God didn't just touch a womb that was already there and let it be fertile and, and have a baby. No, he put a womb there and then put a baby in it. <laughs> I mean, is there anything too hard for God? And some of you don't believe that story. Well, <laughs> God specializes and gets a whole lot of glory when it's the worst situation. When things are at their worst, when it seems like if tomorrow comes, I'm just not even going to make it through it. That's when God is at his best. He loves impossible situations. <laughs> they, it's like he's attracted to them. <laughs> oh, here's someone that nobody thinks will ever be saved. Let me just go and touch them. I mean, here I am. I'm living proof of that right now. There is nothing too hard for our God. Do we even remember who we're serving? <laughs> Do we even remember who our Savior is? Do we even remember the God of our salvation? <laughs> what he did for us in our lives. He is the same God that rolled back the Red Sea for his people. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> but he did it. He's the same one that took that stone and in that slingshot and made it go exactly in the right place on Goliath's head to knock him out cold. That didn't just happen because David was a good shot. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. <laughs> his faith was not in his ability with a slingshot. His faith was in the ability of his God. He's the same God. And right now, you may have a situation that looks like a giant, and you feel like David. The odds are not in your favor. It looks very unjust for the just. But God... But God, are we reaching to him in faith? Are we speaking faith in our situation? Or are we saying, well, I'm praying about it. I, I'm praying about it. I, I just, I don't know, but I'm praying about it. We do that. We all have done it. But I, I feel in the spirit We've got to have a mindset change. 
instead of saying, well, I just, I just don't know, but I, I guess I'll pray about it. No, we need to say, I do know. I don't know how, and I don't know when, and it doesn't matter, but I know my God, and I know he can do what looks impossible. <laughs> he specializes in what looks impossible because he is God. <laughs> and he's God Almighty. The God of the Old Testament that man had never seen. They had only heard his voice. They had seen his manifestations. The God that manifests himself in flesh as Jesus Christ in the New Testament that many saw and many had faith in and very many miracles were performed by that God the one who found us he found us on purpose <laughs> on purpose he loved us out of our sinful state of mind he delivered us from our ungodly ways that same God is asking us once again to build our faith in him to believe for the miraculous to start speaking the miraculous to start praying for the miraculous many of us have had dreams and visions of this place filled the balcony filled this filled in one of my dreams there were so many children up here pastor and I came in it was time for church to start every dream I have we're late and it service has already started every dream I can't find my keys I can't find this it's chaotic and every dream anyway there were children all over the place we ended up making our way through and we sat right here and we just looked around that's the way we need to pray what God has shown us in the spirit let us pray it into being he's given us a little taste of what could be or what will be oh I want to keep my faith in him I'm going to ask us today what is your need today what is the most pressing thing in your spirit it might be a lost loved one. It could be a financial situation. It could be a health issue. I don't know what it is. But if we are obeying his word, let me tell you something. We have every right to ask him for anything. <laughs> if we just can put stubborn faith in what we hope for without seeing the evidence of it he will come through it's all throughout the word of God if you will then I will God is not a man that he should lie and now I feel in the spirit right now we're backtracking here a bit because some are saying well I have some things in my life that God's not pleased with so I guess I can't ask him for anything there's nowhere in the word of God that said 
that all those people that he healed were his followers. There's nowhere in the word of God that said that centurion that had faith that marveled Jesus, it never said he was a Christian. But he had faith in God. So don't let the things that are going on in your life that aren't exactly right, you're, you're wanting to make them right, you're trying to make them right, you're trying to put sin aside and it shows up again tomorrow and you get through tomorrow. You're trying. Keep trying. Please, don't go backwards. But there are principles in the word of God that says, if you will, oh yes, I will. <laughs> and we need to stand on those promises. If you need financial intervention... There are scriptures in the word of God. We can hold God to his word. <laughs> he keeps his own word. If we will do our part and not rob God with our tithes and our offerings. Some people think that scripture only talks about tithes. It doesn't. It talks about offerings too. Where have you robbed me? In tithes and in offerings. So we can pay our tithes, but we need to be giving offerings. That's what, how the church operates. He said, go ahead and do it and then prove me. I mean, you can't get a better guarantee than God Almighty saying, why don't you just prove me? It's like he's saying, I dare you. I dare you. Stick a $100 bill in in the offering and just see what happens you were saving that for whatever just just give it to me let just prove me <laughs> what better guarantee can we get he said i am gonna open up the windows of walmart no it's so much bigger than that <laughs> the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you, you won't even be able to contain it. And my mother is living proof. She cannot contain everything in our house. She has to use her garage too. <laughs> and he didn't stop there. Oh my goodness. He said, and I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. Oh my goodness, you can't get a better guarantee than that. So if we're struggling financially, it's so easy. It's such an easy remedy. Just give to the Lord and just see what he will do. I think it's so ridiculous when people get upset when they see God's people being blessed. I actually had someone say to me, and this was not a saying, it was a sinner, I drove up in our envoy, the one that Leslie has now, <clears throat> and it was new to us. It wasn't brand new. I don't think we bought a brand new. No, we didn't. Anyway, I drove up, and uh, this man says, oh, so that's where the church money goes. I didn't slap him. God is good. I didn't have to go to jail or anything. <laughs> That's some people's mindset. 
money really messes with people. If you want to know who people really are, start talking about money. You'll, you'll find out. Or let someone pass away and there's an estate and you watch people begin to fight. No thanks. I don't want anything to do with that. Anyway, <laughs> we don't need to be upset when we see somebody else blessed by the Lord. Their business blessed. Their life blessed. They get something new. That's exciting. Pastor's new camper, I certainly hope nobody's upset about that. He's been paying tithes and offerings since he was 14 years old. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, why wouldn't the Lord give him that? Plus, he's saved for a thousand years for it. <laughs> and I'm just happy we don't have to go make a decision anymore. It's already made. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm happy for him. He deserves that. When you've given, I don't even know what the percentage is, over the years of your earnings back into the kingdom of God, God's not going to just sit back and say, well, why don't you just suffer for a while? No, that's not, that's not him. <laughs> and we give out of obedience, yes, but our faith is in him. Yes, there were many paychecks where it was like, oh man, if I just could keep these tithes and offerings, wow, we could maybe buy a few more groceries or whatever. But no, we knew the principle of the word of God and our faith was in him. He said, if you just give me that little bit, oh my goodness, I'm going to give back to you so much you cannot even contain it. Oh, we should rejoice with those who are blessed. They give to a God that they can't even see. <laughs> but they have their faith in him. Oh, it's so good. Those of you that put in a missions pledge this last week, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you. If you keep your pledge to the best of your ability is a faith promise so that says, by faith, God, I believe you're going to provide. And when he provides, you don't go buy something new. You give it to missions. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. Be ready. I want you to be ready, and I want you to be aware, because God is going to supply financial needs that you have had. That's how he works. You cannot give to the kingdom of God without him giving back to you. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's simple. It's the way it works. He is a God of his word, and he will never, ever, ever forget about us. We can never outgive him. In the same measure that you give, the Bible says, it's going to be given back to you. If it's money or time, if it's love, if it's kindness, if it's forgiveness, in other words, if we give our love out stingily, that's exactly what we're going to receive back. If we give forgiveness, eh, I forgive you, but I'm never going to forget it. Trust me. Never going to forget it. I'm going to hold it against you for the rest of your life, and I'm going to treat you that way. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. Because that's what's going to come back to us, and we certainly don't want that. So the Bible says, in the way that you give... It's going to come back to you. So if we give abundantly, that is what we will receive back. Whether it's money or love or kindness, 
forgiveness, whatever it is. If our faith is weak right now in God, in who he is, and what he does, we simply need to connect ourselves with him again. Remember what I talked about, I think it was last week, Satan's tactic of separation. He wants us to be separated from God. He also wants us separated as the body of Christ. He also wants you separated from your family members. Because if you stay separated from people, you don't get to know who they really are. When you get to know who people really are, you love them. You get to love them more. You know more about them. You understand why they have these weird ways about them. <laughs> because you've been around them. Oh, that's why you act that way. Okay. <laughs> and you're fine with it. I'm speaking of how I think people think about me. Anyway. <clears throat> so, if you want to know why I'm weird, just come hang out with me and you'll find out. Um, I'm blaming everything on my mother. John 15... <laughs> John 15, 4 through 7. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Makes sense. If I take one of my blackberry bushes, one of the limbs, and I tear it off, and I just hold it in my hand, there's not going to be any blackberries to come on that. It's got to stay connected. He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me stays in me, and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. And then he said, for without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned if ye abide in me and my words abide in you here we go this is what happens when we stay connected to the vine you shall ask what you will and it shall not it might but it shall be done unto you he doesn't lie he doesn't lie. We need to stay connected, not separated from him. We need to stay connected to the vine. And when we do, when we abide in him and he abides in us, when we pray and we ask, we will have what we ask for. He loves when we stay connected. He loves when we put our faith in him. He loves it when people cry out. Those two blind men, it sounded like in that scripture that Jesus was just walking on by and they cried out. It's powerful when we cry out. He loves to hear us cry out. It's what he wants. We can also build up our faith. In Jude 1 and 17, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who, listen to this, separate themselves, sensual, not having the spirit, but ye, beloved, 
building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How do you do that? By praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God and looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. When we do that, it will have an eternal effect on ourselves. But if we read on, we see it has an eternal effect on those around us. Verse 22 says, And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. He wants to be the first one we call on in the time of trouble. He wants to take care of us. He wants us to have a stubborn faith in him, a blind faith in him, where we can't see it, but we believe it anyway. Even some of his followers struggled with who Jesus truly was. But Jesus was patient with them. He was talking to Philip when he said, Believest thou that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, if you believe me, if you have faith in who I am, shall he do also. But he didn't stop there. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go unto my Father. And then he said this, and whatsoever. Somebody tell me what that means. Ah, <laughs> uh, just whatsoever. Anything, everything. Take the limits off of God. Stop trying to figure out how he's going to fix it. Stop trying to figure out our own way of this would be best, God. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. We need to raise our faith in who he is. We need to go back to the core belief of who God really is. Oh my goodness, we need to be asking him for some things. We need to be talking to him in faith, believing. We need to be praying in faith. Sometimes we need a little help from our friends, members of the body of Christ. Sometimes our faith in God gets a little weak and a little blurry because the mountain of trouble in front of us seems so large. God has a remedy for that as well. In Matthew 18, 18 through 20, he said, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven again. 
again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them you have an issue and you just are not getting over it you just can't push your way through to your faith in God call somebody up and say will you agree with me in prayer as touching anything we're going to ask this of God and he's going to do it we need sometimes the faith of our brothers and sisters it's all about believing first and receiving second it's all about taking him at his word it's about leaving what we see and what we feel and what we hear behind us and reaching anyway to a God <laughs> that knows firsthand what we need and he can do the impossible. It's about reaching out blindly and believing anyway. Even when I don't see it, he's working even when I can't feel it he's working when it seems like the walls are closing in and it's no 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 does, does that mean God's not working does, does that mean God's not working on the other side of that wall yes he is but he's waiting for someone to come to him with a faith a stubborn faith that says I don't care what I see <laughs> I don't care what I feel I know my God will make a way where there does not seem to be a way I do not have the money for this but he does so I'm gonna stubbornly dig my heels in the ground and say my God will make a way <laughs> Woo, amen sister Burke thank you Jesus <laughs> it's about crying out to God in desperation it's about speaking faith over every situation no matter what anybody else is saying in the church out of the church you know sometimes we in the church we don't speak faith but we should be speaking faith so even if no one else is going to speak faith I'm going to speak faith about it I'm going to say God's he's doing it he's doing it right now I don't know how I don't know what he's doing but he's working on it right now during these difficult days don't let anyone I don't care who it is steal your faith in God Almighty the Bible talks about levels of faith throughout the word of God which really just lets me know that we can always be working on our faith in God every new trouble that comes our way tries to get our faith in God to waver but God understands that he says just ask just ask I believe the strongest insult that we could ever give God is to doubt him and to doubt his word but I believe the strongest compliment we can give him is to have a stubborn faith 
in what he says. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. It's not open for debate anymore. Not even my own debate. There are those in the Bible that had little faith, some with the gift of faith, some were full of faith. And I don't know where we fit in today, but I do know that every single one of us have been given a measure of faith. It's time to let our faith grow. It's time to let our faith grow. I'm just going to share with you real quickly what I do when I have a situation that seems completely impossible. I take a situation that seems impossible and I bring it before God in my altar of prayer. I cry out to him and I ask him, your will be done. I give up my will. I could tell him a lot of ways to fix it. But after crying and all of that, I surrender and I say, I just give it to you. I ask that your will be done. And then I thank him. I thank him in advance. I thank him like I just received the phone call that that situation was taken care of. I thank him in faith. I thank him that everything is going to be all right. Then I walk away from that time of prayer. And I just get real stubborn in my faith. <laughs> and I have to say out loud, everything is going to be all right. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what it looks like. God's got this. Everything is going to be all right. And then I try to practice speaking faith about the situation. If someone asks me about it, what's my first reaction in a carnal way? I want to say, well... I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of looks like uh, we're just going to have to do this, this, and this. But because of my time in prayer, because I've given it to the Lord, because I've thanked him in advance, then I can say, God's going to take care of it. I believe God is going to take care of it. Now, some of us have been in situations for a long time now. And uh, it seems like God has forgotten can I tell you he hasn't? I promise you he hasn't. Maybe he's just waiting on us to reach to him with a faith that just will not be shaken. A faith that changes the way we talk. A faith that says, I'm just going to believe God no matter what. I know I've gone over, but I didn't start till really late because people wouldn't stop talking. So, but I do feel to end this series on the mindset of faith with a prayer of repentance over our lack of faith in God. Our God who has never let us down. We have no right not to have faith in him. He's never changed. He's the same God. Do you think when Joshua started walking around those walls he ever come up and concocted that in his mind if I just walk around these walls I think they'll fall down no God spoke to him and he moved in the faith of a God he couldn't see and he moved in faith of something that had never been done before we need to repent of our doubts in him our unbelief in him and his word we need to repent if we have been asking him to take care of a situation every day 
and we see all the reasons it's not going to happen. God forgive us for not trusting and believing and having faith. Can we stand together? And can we just begin, just you and Jesus, okay? Let's just ask him, if we have doubted you, especially of a promise that you've given us, if we have doubted you, if we have had unbelief in what you have said, if, if we've doubted your word, if we read and it says you can ask anything in my name and I will do it, and I haven't asked because I just didn't think you would do it, can we just ask him to forgive us right now? 